Welcome to Amazing Soul. Your host, Angela Zabel, and her team in the non-physical realm are here to help you with the challenges you have been facing in your life. Now, please welcome Angela Zabel. Welcome, everyone, to Amazing Soul on Voice America's Empowerment Channel. I am your host, Angela Zabel. I am a teacher, coach, and a medium. You can find me on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, YouTube. I also write for Edge Magazine and also host Edge Talk Radio. So I also offer guidance and mediumship and mentoring. I also teach classes online along with speaking engagements and host retreats. You can find out more about me at AngelaZabel.com. So tonight's episode, we are going to be talking with Anita McMillan and Elizabeth Rubidoux. This is going to be taught, we're going to be talking about dual connection. So we're going to explore the mystery of how two mediums simultaneously connecting to a soul, creating dual communication, how two people can connect to the soul and communicate with each other at the same time to bring messages forward and how that connection happens and what can be gained by doing a dual connection. And there's much more to be gained with that. And I'm going to go back with a little bit of the background between both of these wonderful ladies here. So I want to talk about Anita McMillan is an intuitive healer, a psychic medium and spiritual consultant who offers guidance and divine healing methods such as oracle cards, aura readings, and dream analysis to provide counsel and direction for her clients. She is an experienced holistic soul healer who helps mentor her clients on life's path. During readings, she utilizes the guidance received from spirit to provide information beneficial for one's financial, spiritual, mental, and physical growth. You can check out more on Anita on her website, anitamcmillanpsychicmedium.com. And she also offers psychic and mediumship sessions, Akashic Records, past lives, meet your guides and angels, dream analysis, energy and energy, oh, energy and healing sessions. <laughs> Lots of energy going on tonight. <laughs> energy and house clearings, mentoring, parties, and karmic readings. And you can also find more about her on Instagram and Facebook at Anita McMillan Psychic Medium and Anita McMillan Psychic. So then the other one, and I'm sorry if I get your last name wrong, Elizabeth, please correct me, but I have Elise Elizabeth Rubido. Robido. Robo what? <laughs> <laughs> Robido. Robido. I knew I had it wrong. Thank you That's for correcting me. Yeah. <laughs> so she is a Reiki master teacher and an intuitive psychic medium, practicing mainly in southern New Hampshire, but delivers readings worldwide. She has been facilitating mediumship development since 2018. She has mentored and studied under many wonderful mediums, including those who are tutors at the Arthur Finley College, and for those of you that is in the UK. <laughs> Her guide, her goals are to share her knowledge and to watch you grow in your gifts and to bring peace, healing, greater health, and inner tranquility to her clients. And you can check out more about Elizabeth at Elizabeth Rubido. Did I get that right? It's all good. I still yes. did not get it right. I know I did good. not. <laughs> and I very much apologize. Okay. She offers mediumship and intuitive sessions tarot, oracle, and angel card readings, house cleansings, group readings, public demonstration. She's a guest lecturer. She does forensics and mentorship programs for the emerging medium, 
Reiki sessions and classes one, two, and master certification, development practice circles, psychic development, full moon circles, and psychic and mediumship development circles. She has events and sessions are a lot of times at Heartsong Energy Healing Center in Hooksit, New Hampshire, and online Zoom sessions and events. You can find more about her. Can you say your Facebook name? Is it? It's Facebook at... Elizabeth Robidoux, Elizabeth backslash Rob- whatever it is, yeah. Backslash nine. <laughs> and also at the Heart Song Center. So together, Danita and Elizabeth also offer two-day workshops on advancing your mediumship, and that is coming up January 28th and 29th. So that's very exciting for those of you in the yeah. area to make sure to check that out. And then... So tonight, I really am excited to showcase who you are and to have listeners, have if they have questions, I want people to know they can also call in at 866-346-9141. So I've got to ask for both of you, Elizabeth and Anita, I'm guessing there was a path for both of you getting you to where you are now and how you actually connected the first time to meet and even start this journey together. So Elizabeth, would you want to tell your side of the story and then we'll go to Anita? (laughs) Um, So I guess I started my spiritual journey back in, I don't know, the started with Reiki back in the early 2000s. And, um, you know, kind of as the journey progressed, I started going to mediumship development circles and that's where Anita and I met. And, um, just, you know, working to you where you get, you work very closely together in those circles and you get to know each other very well. And you're always in each other's energy and we just connected. I love that. How about you, Anita? What, what drew you to the mediumship circles to start with? I think um, for me, I always have had abilities. So I started to feel they were progressing and getting more uh, stronger, so to speak. And so that's why I decided to find some circles just so I could um, figure out how to hone in on them and really intensify them. Yeah. And that's also, like I said, where I met with Liz. And so I want to, for people who don't know and people who are just exploring mediumship on that type of thing, what exactly is a circle, a mediumship circle and what happens there? Anita, you want to take that one? Yeah. um, So a mediumship circle is basically where a group of budding or inspiring mediums get together, whether you're beginners or, you know, been doing it for years. And we actually do practice readings. We come up with topics that we want to hone in on and we actually read each other and practice on it. It's just a really nice way to um, organically just kind of blossom into what we've become. I love that. And when you're talking about practicing, you're doing readings on each other. So you're actually doing mediumship readings for the other people in the room. And yes. then is there also a time in there where they are putting two people together to, to do that connection? Or was that something you organically did? Yeah, that was, um, we, it was a practice that we, um, we were in a practice circle in Bedford, New Hampshire, and um, it was one of the exercises for the evening. And they call it duo. They also call it double linking. So um, we worked. Um, I guess in it was a you do it with different mediums. And I guess when Anita and I were practicing together, we found we just our energy just blended really well. 
And that's something I, I, you know, you just talked about energy blending. And for people that don't know, what does that feel like? Or what is it? How do you know your energy is blending? And what, what's your key for you to understand like, hey, I'm blending my energy and it's working or not working? How, what is the differences? Oh, well, for me, I can tell you just from working with Liz over the years, um, if we're doing a mediumship type of reading and we're double linking, if I'm the first medium to bring through some evidence on a spirit that we're connecting with from the other side, as I'm speaking, I almost can feel and know what Liz is going to say or add to it before she does. Because if I'm picking up on um, the clairvoyance of it and I'm seeing the spirit, she may be picking up on the clairaudience and hearing the spirit or feeling the spirit. So it's really just kind of a nice connection or blend. Yeah. So, yeah, to kind of add to that, it's so the... When you, it's it's like being in a being in a group or you know one on one with one of your best friends and you're having a great conversation and and you can just feel that it, there, there's a feeling that comes with that, and so when we work together, it's like that, um, and you know and if you're also you're in a situation where you may have you know someone else join the group and you just don't you can always tell you you know when it works well with one person and, and with another. You know, you just don't quite sync. It doesn't mean you don't like them, that you're not fond of them. There's just something you don't quite sync the same way you do with your best friend. You know, so it's similar to that, you know, if you had to kind of describe the energy. Yeah. I like how you describe that. Basically, you know, is there some people you like, not not necessarily like or dislike, but some people right. that you really resonate with and some people you don't. It's the same when you're working with those on the other side and working with people here mm -hmm. when you're working together. So I think that's a lot of times the, the thing a lot of people don't understand. It's really resonance. And I loved how you talked about each of you pick up on different aspects of the same spirit because I think that's something that's I think is so cool because – Every, each of us are so different and unique, so we're going to naturally pick up on something different when we're working with the spirit. And that's something I think is, is I think it's great to see and for people to understand. And one year, because you both of you actually teach mediumship and have the run some of the circles. What would you say to someone who is concerned about? how they're going to connect or saying I'm getting different information than someone else is getting about a spirit. How do you handle that? Hmm. Good perception. question. Perception. Yeah. yeah I think it's perception, but I also feel like sometimes in a double link, um, for example, let's say maybe we're bringing in a mother spirit and I'm getting the information from a mother, but Liz might clearly be getting a male spirit they probably are very much related. So I may be getting the mother, Liz may be getting the father. And when that information is different, it's because we're getting the same client's family, but they're two different. Doesn't happen often, at least to Liz and I, it hasn't so far, but that's what I would say. It's usually a yeah. different family member that's trying to come in at the same time. Mm -hmm. And we all have different experiences too. And spirit will utilize our experiences to bring information through. So where my upbringing, you know, we may have had similar upbringings, Anita and I, but they're very different. 
So my experiences and her experiences, the spirit will draw from things. So I might receive information about, um, I don't know, you know, um, I'm trying to think, you know, my dad was in law enforcement, her dad, um, her, her dad was a butcher. And so what we perceive things different ways, you know, I might get more technical where she might get more people oriented. If, that you know, makes, if, a, if we're working with a dad or something. That makes, I think, so much sense for people to understand their experiences are what spirit draws upon that to help you make that connection, to help you, I always kind of say to build the story of who they are. I think mm-hmm. that's so important. And having two people to do that, I think, almost rounds out the communication more than sometimes one would do just because of the two different people. Is that kind of what both of you have found with doing the sessions together? I think so. Yeah. And, and I also think there's a comfort zone to having another medium there with you. It's like being in a room with three people. The energy is more productive because it's building with all three of us, the spirit, as well as Liz and I. And so it's like being in a room with just two people as opposed to three. It's just, there's more conversation to go around, if you would. I love that, more conversation, because I, I think it's, it's you come up with more subjects, more, more things of commonality. So I think that's a great way to put it. <laughs> so when you're working with that, how did you, when you first started, how do you do that communication between the both of you? Do you actually start the communication, the connection to each other before you connect to the spirit? Or are you both connecting to the spirit? Or is how is that working for you? Well, I think what happens is we generally, if we decide we're going to do it, if we're in a gallery or something, um, you know, a public demonstration of mediumship, we will decide, um, you know, let's double link or so one of us will connect to spirit first and kind of establish the link. And then um, the other will step into the flow of energy and connect to the spirit as well. And it, it and then we're also connecting with each other. It's almost like if you picture it, um, Anita calls it bubbles. And I, I'm thinking like more like a Zen diagram. So where you've got the bubble and the bubble and then the one in the middle and you kind of overlap. So our energies are all overlapping. So we're all connected to the one, um, but we're all connected to each other as well. I love that. And I love the idea of the bubbles for people to visualize how that happens, how you're really kind of crossing together and all communicating at once. And I don't know, having extra, you know, sometimes they call it extra with the dual communication, I think is creates a little more fun added um, part to it. (laughs) So how long have you both been doing this together with each other? And I know you're taking it where you're both doing gallery readings. And how did it go from just doing the practice circle to like, hey, let's do bring it out professionally? That's all Anita. (laughs) (laughs) That's all Anita. (laughs) I think if I really go back, I want to say possibly that Liz and I actually started to do this professionally in maybe 2016. Mm -hmm. And we started to do some um, 
group galleries together, whether we did them at where Liz works or I, I work a lot through a salt cave where we have a bunch of people come to a gallery or gathering at a salt cave and the energy there's just so beautiful. And so it's just a nice way to kind of throw that out there. And over the years, we've done some um, big public ones at Liz's place or where Liz lives in Derry at their public library. We did that as um, a fundraiser for them. Oh, the we Opera House. Yeah. Personal ones. We've done some in-home parties, things like that. And I usually, sometimes when it's a bigger group, I like to bring Liz with me because the energy can be, you know, it's a little bit taxing on your mind, body, and soul. So when I bring through a spirit, then Liz will do another spirit. So it, it's it's really kind of a nice thing, but yeah. So that's another way you do it also is kind of the tag team back and forth. So it, you can kind of keep your energy up and be able to do larger groups for maybe a longer period of time. Yes. That's a very interesting fact. And then you also mentioned you sometimes do it in a salt cave. So you, you actually have a salt cave there that you can, and can you tell people just briefly like what the salt yeah, cave I involves? We had a salt cave that we could utilize, but there's a salt cave that we've used in um, Salem, New Hampshire. So there's a rental fee for that. And um, we've had clients come to us and ask, you know, how many people can we have? So we incorporate that in the fee, but it's really kind of a, it's such a beautiful, if you've ever been a salt cave, the energy is intense. It's very clearing and cleaning, but it's just, um, if you've ever connected with a spirit in a salt cave, it is amazing. So, yeah. Well, you have definitely intrigued me because I have never done that. I'm like, oh, I got to find myself a salt cave. <laughs> you will be amazed with the energy. It's just beautiful. Love it. And do you kind of attune that to the salt be helping to clarify, bring things off that way? I, I think so. I find the salt caves can be very um, grounding, but at the same time, they're very um, energetic. So it, it literally is you are already connected when you're stepping in there, as well as the clients. Yeah, Love it. Just to add on to that, I know we're getting down to break, but the, um, the energy of the people that you're working with and you're reading for sustain um, your connection with spirit as well. And I think in that environment, they're just relaxed enough that it brings that energy level up. Mm-hmm. Love that. Awesome. So for those of you who have been listening, we've been talking to Anita and Elizabeth, and we will be continuing to talk to them about dual communication, how two mediums can connect together to get the information. And we were just talking about salt caves. So after the break, come back to hear more information on the mystery of dual connection. And I hope to see you back or hear you back soon. (laughs) Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa. Play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. Unravel the mysteries of metaphysics every week on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Join host Barb Crowley 
as she and her insightful guest share what's been learned behind the veil, going just beyond our five senses. Now you can see things with an entirely different point of view. Tune in for Metaphysics, A View Through the Veil, broadcasting live every Friday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Use it to explore your advantage and deeper understanding. On Read My Lips Radio, producer and host, a.k.a. Radio Red, invites you to eavesdrop on her live, unscripted conversations with smart, savvy, creative people as she discovers what makes them tick, where they find their inspiration, when creativity first became their passion, and how their creative process can inspire the rest of us to think out of the box. Enjoy, a.k.a. Radio Red's always lively, cool conversations with creatives. Mondays at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Oh, how those lips can talk. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Welcome back to Amazing Soul. Have a question for Angela, her team, or her guests? Join us on the show at 888-346-9141. That's 888-346-9141. Now back to Angela. Welcome back to Amazing Soul. I am talking with Elizabeth Elizabeth McMillan, Anita McMillan. Elizabeth Rubido, and we are talking about dual connection between two mediums, how that connection takes place, and the differences in how we talked about assault when you work at a salt cave, how the connection actually increases because of the the vibration and the frequency of the salt caves and the clarity. So I definitely want to try that in the future. So as we continue to go forward, I want to remind anybody, if you have any questions for Elizabeth, for Anita, or for I, the number here to call is 866-346-9141. So we were just talking about all the other fun stuff, and it's been so, so great. So one of the things I want to ask you is the method of communication that you're doing, this dual connection it can actually be taught to other people. How can you, how do you get people into the connection of doing a dual connection? How do you, how can you, what do you, what is kind of your method of teaching some of that, you know, not going into the whole thing, but just some of the basics? Um, you know, I think, you know, you, you start off, you basically just explain the exercise. You know, you've got one, one medium, two mediums, first one connects, and then the second one, it, it's really um, trust. Just trust what you're getting. Trust that you're connecting to the energy. And, you know, if you're feeling, um, you know, it, it, I think some of it, you know, um, Anita can describe it a little bit better, but it's almost like a telepathic link in, in your, you're almost telepathically connecting with the other medium as well as spirit. And you just are able to um, it, it really, it's, we, I would just stress, trust, just trust, try it. <laughs> you don't know till you try it. <laughs> I love that saying, just try it, give it a try and see what you come up with. And, um, you know, 
I, I get people that say, well, I can't connect. I, I don't feel energy, but yet people who walk in rooms and can feel like the tension or walk into rooms where it's feeling so good, they're already connecting to that. And like you said, trusting, you're already connecting, you're already connecting to something and to expand on it. And and I think for both of you, it looks like you kind of have fun with it too, having fun versus treating it so seriously. Is that something you both do? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, for, for Liz and I, we always tell people, if you're not having fun, if you're not learning while you're having fun, that itself raises the energy and that brings the spirit communication that much stronger. So laughter and joy and bringing those energies all together compound just the information that we're getting. So definitely we have fun. I love that because I think some people think that you have to be, you know, serious and solemn and, and in order to connect to those on the other side. And I, I love how you say, have fun, raise your energy that way, have some laughter to bring it in because that communication happens a lot easier when that energy is raised. And honestly, having fun is still better than being solemn, I would think. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> and, and I think too, for the clients, they need to have that joy. They don't just need the solemn piece of your family members on the other side. They need to remember the joy and the laughter that that connection brought them. So I think that brings it to life yeah. too, to the client as well as to the students. I love that aspect to bring that to show that there is, it doesn't have to be solemn. You're not just bringing the, you know, some of the hard memories, but coming in with those fun memories. And, and do you find that a lot of times their personalities come through when you're doing yeah. the connection? How does that work for you? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, many times, um, you know, sometimes I'll even start the connection with, you know, I, I have a gentleman and he feels like this to me, you know, and you bring the personality through. So it's not just Uncle Jack, you know, who was, you know, six, one and whatever, you know, it's Uncle Jack, who was so much fun, you, you know, he's, he's bringing me to the time that he took you to wherever. And, you know, it's it, it, so it's like the energy of him and how he liked to laugh all the time, how he laughed, you know, the things that he liked to do that kind of thing. And I think, oftentimes, the bringing the personality or allowing them to show you their personality brings them more alive than just, you know, you know, he was, he was six two and he had brown hair and blue eyes and he was all of those things, but that's not him, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love that word. There's a lot more to a person than just what they look like. And, and because I think a lot of times people are sometimes expecting like, you know, tell me what they look like, tell me what they were wearing. And it's like, but don't you want to know about him, the person or her, the person themselves, what their personality was like? And I think like you, I agree, bringing that personality to life is so important. And I feel both of you, I think both of you do Reiki, do the healing energy. Yeah. Do you feel also by bringing that personality through, there's actually more healing taking place than just a confirmation of what they look like? Absolutely. I think, you know, in all of the offerings that all of us do, including you, Angela, whether it's healing or Reiki or psychic work, every aspect of that touches upon healing. And that really is why we do it. You know, and I think to the, um, the healing piece, even if it's someone that 
just wants to reconnect, it may be the first step of their own healing, even if it's been five or 10 years. You know, you may have a difficult passing or someone has a hand in it where family members haven't even discussed a difficult passing and then they come for a reading and then the next family member might come for a reading and now they go home and they're starting to talk about it and it's healing that in the process of discussing it as well. And that's a beautiful thing. I love that. I, I think you hit upon something that I don't think people realize when somebody gets a reading, gets a session, and then they start talking to other family members, talking to people, friends, family, whatever. When they start doing that talking, I feel that's where the healing starts. That's where people are like, oh, there's more. They're not just, you know, dead in the ground. And, and there's nothing more after that to show life really does continue. And I think that's, we, and I know before we were on break, we were talking, is how do you feel, we had talked about the how we feel honored to be able to connect to those on the other side. And do you feel that you are both learning from those on the other side still, even though you've been doing it for a, more than a few years, do you feel the learning continues and how... How does that happen? Does it happen during the readings, afterwards? How does that happen for you? Ooh, I Good think question. for me, I think during the reading it does because I find that I can get, uh, you know, I, I can get different connections in certain ways that I'm learning from. So I can, a good example is I brought through a, a Jewish woman and, she, and it was right around the Thanksgiving and or I think it was Easter, their Easter or whatever that was. And so she talked about the celebration and all the foods on the table. And so I was learning about the Jewish traditions by what she was bringing through. So, of course, the nerd that I am, I Googled it later <laughs> if it was correct. And it was, but I it was fascinating. So I was learning about real life stuff, but I was also being taught by this woman what she loved about her um, heritage. I I love that, you know, and, and to be shown things that you have no knowledge of for them to show you so you can understand it at a deeper level yourself. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's the coolest thing that people I don't feel understand all the time is we don't know everything until they tell us so many things. And then to take that and I love how you like, I wanted to know more about it. So I Googled it to find out what it was. Yeah. <laughs> I love right. that. Yeah. Yeah. So has there been something for you, Elizabeth, that really kind of maybe sticks out or something that has touched your heart when you're doing readings with some people? Oh, there's so many. I mean, I think every reading, there's there's always something in every reading. It, there, it's very rare that you have a reading where it doesn't touch you. Um, um, for me, the reminder of um, really infinite love between people or, you know, family, like to, to be reminded of that and to feel it um, is, is huge. You know, there, there's so many, I can't even pick just one, but I think just to be, you know, it, we talked about being honored to be able to sit in the presence and feel um, two souls come back together. There's even, you know, 
we learn, but we also heal ourselves, you know, to be able to sit in that infinite love that is, and they are, it's just amazing. And every time I read, I'm, I'm like, I can't believe it. Like, this is great. You know, it, it heals me too. You know, I love that. And, you know, and Anita, you had talked about the bubbles and when you look at when you're working with someone and the way you were just describing it, Elizabeth is almost like, the person you're doing the reading for is also creating a bubble that's then connecting to both of yours and those on the other side too. And to bring, I love how you said to bring the souls together again, because I feel so many times people don't think they can connect again and for them. And you had talked about feeling it. And I think that's something I, and I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe when both of you do the connection, you feel the soul, you feel that love and you feel who they are and and also feeling the connection between them and the people you're reading and doing the session for mm-hmm. i think that's something that is it, it's hard to describe if you've never had the experience um i guess the best and i'm just going to use an analogy but my best way to even heart part way describe it is when you have a child and you have your your showing that child to someone else or introducing that child to someone else or they're being introduced to the child and and feeling that connection between them is, I think, probably the best I can do for an idea. (laughs) Go ahead, Anita. Yeah, I was actually, I was thinking the same. It was just, it's, I explain it exactly the same way. I say it's like the first time you have a child and you get them placed on your chest it's that it's there. You can't even put it into words. It is just a warm, loving, all encompassing, unconditional love feeling. And it's beautiful to be part of that reunion with the people that we don't really know as our client in the spirit on the other right. side. And we, when the connection is through, it is now we know them because you'll have repeat clients that come back to you and you all of a sudden have a spirit that you've already read before and, and it's, you know them. So they're friends. It's really kind of a, um, it's a nice dichotomy. It's just so fun and different. Yeah. I love how you said that because it is when you have people that come back and, and it's like, it is like another, a friend that just stepped in the room and you're like, oh, you're back. Great to hear, yeah. you know, you have so much fun with them. And yeah. I think that's something people don't realize the more you connect to the other side, you gain friends in the spirit world. And, you know, some of them are, I call them sometimes, sometimes they're little stinkers. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And some of them are just so funny and some are just so loving, just like everybody is in life. And I think that's something for people to realize that connection, who they are, that soul and that fun. You know, we Mm want to have fun here. I'm sure they're going to come here and want to have fun with us. Yeah. They don't want to just be solemn either. And that's something people don't take into account, I think. Mm-hmm. And then it kind of brings me to another question. We talked about connecting to spirits on the other side, connecting to different ones. And I know both of you do other energy work. Is there other energies that you have access or tapped into using this method or using your healing methods? Is there other energies? And if so, what are they and how was it like? Oh, do you want to talk about the um, heal the healer thing that we did? Yeah, that would be nice. Yeah. So um, 
you know, so we're not just mediums, but healers. Um, Anita and I used to facilitate a heal the healer circle. So it was open to, you know, uh, you know, healers of all modalities. And we had nurses and um, people who worked at the VA and just um, social workers, a whole really eclectic group. And um, during one of our sessions, one of the um, attendees came and one of their friends was in the process of passing and they knew that they were right towards the end. And so as a group, um, and Anita facilitated this, and as a group, we connected to the energy of this woman and held space for her, you know, supported her energetically and emotionally. And um, we all felt the, um, we all felt her transit, we all felt the shift, we felt a shift in the energy. And we actually felt her transition. And we were a part of that process um, to help her move from one state to the other. You know, we found out right after we finished, um, you know, the, our, the attendee was checking their phone. They're like, oh my gosh, she passed at. And it was right as we were holding the space. And, you know, I think, you know, we're, we're all able to connect to, um, you know, we connect to guides and ascended masters and, and you know, goddesses, gods, whomever you work with. But I think that one particular instance that I've never forgotten how that felt yeah. and, and how honored it, it, I felt to be able to be part of that process. So, yeah. So we I think to the living, not just the dead. I think that's something you hit upon that is, I don't think people realize is also part of this whole thing is connecting to the living when they're struggling, when they're, mm -hmm. when they're having, when they're going through their passing and they maybe are asking, reaching out for people to be there or for the extra support, how the groups happen to be there just when they need them. And I'll say is synchronicity is is always there because synchronicity people are are responding to what's needed and to have that ability to tap in to the living people when they're going through this to to be a facilitator to be and like you had said it was an honor to be there at that moment to be included in that passing moving from the physical life into the non-physical life and i've I've been in a similar situation a couple of times, and it is absolutely an honor to be there. And knowing that that communication can happen, whether or not you're in the room with them or not. And that's something I just want to touch on briefly um, with people that kind of have that guilt or regret of not being able to be in the room or be with the person that passed as you did this together. What do you say to people when they're feeling that regret? And do you, is there something you say to them to let them know how their how the other side perceived it or their loved one might have perceived it? For myself personally, I find um, I find that the spirits kind of have let me know in the past that they choose who to be with and who not to be with. Sometimes they're not with someone because they would not have been able to let go. If they were, for example, with their daughter, they would have hung on for them. So sometimes they are alone when they pass because that's their choosing. And it, they are never really truly alone. Mm -hmm. 
when they pass. So whether they're with a guide or whether it's their higher power that steps in to be with them, I always reassure the family that they never really were alone. I love that. So we have been having a great conversation with Anita and Elizabeth, and we have been talking about passing, about the connection with two people and those on the other side and what we learn as mediums also. And with that, we're going to be coming back after the break, talking to Anita and Elizabeth some more. So please join us as we dive in deeper. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. On Living Strong, the flip side of adversity, Dr. Veerdra Jackson presents stories and powerful guest experts from business, health, relationships, and faith. Every story has its flip side, and we are here to delve into the story and challenge you to view what has kept you in a singular mindset and turn it into the flip side. When you can effectively do that, you'll experience necessary growth. Tune in live every Thursday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time and 2 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. You have the power to be stronger, live fearlessly, and enjoy the benefits of a great life. Listen for Fearlessly Authentic with host Jody Harrison Bauer. Jody has proven at an age when many start to slow down that she is just getting started. With two grown daughters, a successful business that she started at 50, a finalist in the Sports Illustrated swimsuit issue, and a two-time world bikini champion, she's ready to take you to the next level in your life. Fearlessly Authentic airs Thursdays at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Empowerment. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Welcome back to Amazing Soul. Have a question for Angela, her team, or her guests? Join us on the show at 888-346-9141. That's 888-346-9141. Now back to Angela. Welcome back to Amazing Soul. I am talking to Elizabeth Rubidoux, and I am also talking to Anita McMillan, and we are talking about dual connection, two mediums connecting to the same spirit at the same time, how that connection works, and how it helps not only you and what they learn, but also the people that they're working with. And then I also want to remind anybody, if you have any questions, you can call in live to the show at 866-34. Six nine one four one. So we are back to Elizabeth and Anita, and I am excited to be here with them. And we have been talking about what we learn and how just before we went to break, we talked about how sometimes people aren't in the room with their loved one. And there's that regret is there because they feel like they missed out or they should have been there. And then Anita, you went in and talked about how 
they always have someone there. Can you kind of go in a little bit deeper when you say they always have someone there, whether it's because a lot of times they're like, well, they were alone in their house or they were alone there. So can you kind of explain a little bit of that? Part of one of the gifts as a medium, uh, we utilize our psychic senses. So we actually can tap in and see their crossing over or the moments of their passing. And we can see if there's an energetic spirit that's with them. And sometimes it can be an angel. Sometimes it could be their spirit guide. And sometimes I've actually, I've seen Jesus standing beside a bed. I've also seen um, when it comes to like, say a wife was passing, I've seen her husband standing there who's already in spirit waiting to greet her. So although they were alone in the room, in the spirit world, through the veil, there is somebody on the other side waiting to bring them through to greet them. Yeah. Love that. And I know you just mentioned something and I'm going to bring it back up. <laughs> so both of you, had, you had mentioned about sometimes Jesus is in the room and other people are like, how can that be? So how do you, and I think Elizabeth and Anita, both of you have experienced this. How do you what is it that lets you know, like, this is Jesus? And how do you, what makes you differentiate that energy? And how does it make you feel? Um, so I use all of my senses in my work. Um, so when he steps in, um, he brings himself as I've been taught to see him. Um, so I see him but there's also the energy of him is different so it's you know if like you know when you think about if you have a brother or a sister like they're when you walk into the room with them their energy is different and so uh, it's that's how I differentiate between Jesus and just you know another random man whose energy steps in and and how did you and and I know this I'm going to challenge you a little bit because there's people that just don't understand yeah when you first felt that energy and you first stepped in was it because you could see him as jesus is that what made you recognize him as jesus or was it more of for those who maybe don't have that visual amount is it also the feeling or unknowing the feeling um the first time i experienced his energy i was having my own um I was in a fear moment and he stepped in to help me and I was able to see and feel him. So you recognize the energy of it. So when he stepped in again in a healing moment to help a client, um, I was like, oh, and there you are again. Well, thank you. How honored I feel, you know, and and then you just um, not that you become used to it, but you become familiar with their energy, almost like, you know, if, you know, you, you know, your husband walks up behind you, you know, it's your husband and it's not your child. Yeah. It's a good explanation. And how was it for you, Anita? Um, I can, I'll never forget the first time it happened. I'll be honest. I had a client that the spirit who came through had a hand in their own passing, had taken their own lives. And I saw and felt and heard the actual moment of that person crossing over And I saw Jesus literally with his arms out, waiting to receive that spirit to console them. So I saw them first, but the feeling, like Liz said, the feeling is Mm. 
I, I can only equate it to having birth. Do you know what I mean? There's just that magical moment. Um, I noticed in the chat, it looks like we have a caller, Angela. Oh, did my chat not go up? <laughs> oh, is there a caller that's here? Anna, uh, is, uh, did you want to bring Anna in? Sure. Hello, everyone. So, Anna, I would love to have you on. Would you like to ask a question of Anita or Elizabeth? Hi. Yeah. Can you hear me? Absolutely. We can hear you very well. Okay. Great. Thank you. I have a list of questions, but I'll stick with one for now until, unless there's time for more. Um, but my first question is for whoever would like to take it. And I'm wondering if I am, I guess I am trying to work toward becoming a medium. I'm at the very beginning. Uh, and I heard that it might be harder to connect with the spirit realm or a past loved one if you are in deep grief because the vibration of grief is so low. Do you have any anything to add or anything to contradict that? Um. I can say based on my own experience, um, I've had students in class who are still in a deep grieving process. Um, what I've found is that it really depends on how open you are to trusting what you're receiving for information from okay. spirit. Um, you know, don't second guess what, what you're getting. Don't you know, intention, and Anita and I say this all the time, intention is everything. What you think about comes about. And if you set that almost block for yourself that I can't do this because you're not going to be able to do it. So you need to be able to, you need to just trust what you're getting and allow it. And, you know, when people grieve, you're in a very special place because you have much more empathy for the person sitting in front of you who is also in that space. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Okay. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> Did you have another question quick or? Um, yes. Okay. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> or so. <laughs> um, okay. Let's see. Uh, Okay, so one of my questions is to see if this is, it just, I guess to get feedback into what this might be. So for as long as I can remember, when I touch a body where the soul has already left or part of a body like a bone or something, where, or if, like if I go out and there's a dead squirrel in the road and I move the squirrel with my hand, to the side of the road, wherever I touch that body, or even if I touch like a fur coat that was real, um, mm -hmm. real fur, wherever I touch that, I have a really intense vibration wherever in my body I touched it and it lasts for at least 10 minutes. 
And I was wondering if any of you had any idea what that might be. Can I take that one? Go it's for all it. yours, Anita. <laughs> so you're feeling something. So that's a form of psychometry. So everything has a vibration to it. Everything carries memory. And when mm-hmm. we're teaching new students, Liz and I, we've taught them that there is a spot in your body that will vibrate, as you described it, or will give you a sense that you are now connected to the spirit. Mm. So you are connecting. That feeling you're getting is your connection to the spirit. So to try to expand on that, I would, once you get that sensation, I would maybe close my eyes, see if you feel, sense, hear, or just know something. You might be able to actually practice on your own because your connection, that's so basically the answer is you're connecting to a spirit of whatever was wearing that coat or that poor little squirrel who's no longer with us. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Thank you. That's very helpful. Thank you so much. Appreciate appreciate the questions. Great ones. Great questions. (laughs) Thank you. So with that, we were just talking about the psychometry. Can you kind of tell a little bit about what psychometry is to those who may not understand what that is? Sure. So it's um, it's the ability to take an object and it's actually use, utilizing your psychic senses more. Um, so you take an object and you're able to actually tap into the memory. Um, you can tap into emotions around the object. Um You can sometimes even see um, images. So depending on which of your senses is the strongest, you know, you could, someone could hand you a pocket watch and you could hold the pocket watch and you could feel um, the the energy of the gentleman who used to carry it, that he was a funny man and he liked to smoke and he read his paper every day, Um, you know, things like that. So you're basically reading the object itself. Love that. And that's something I know we're getting right to the end of the of the show, and this one is a hard stop, so I won't be able to continue further. So I just want to thank both of you for being here and let people know, please check out their websites, Anita McMillan, Psychic Medium, and then I'm going to make sure I got your website correct here, uh, Anita McMillan.com, meet psychicmedium.com, and Elizabeth Spell your last name for people so they can actually find you. (laughs) Yeah, R-O-B-I-D-O-U-X. Perfect. And that is .com. And they have a lot of great information coming up. Of course, they'll be teaching. They offer circles. They have so much between them that they do and separately. So check out their information with both of them. And also, I wanted to let people know that next week, I will be talking with uh, Lisa Lisa Renning, and we are going to be talking about communicating with animals and the beyond, talking about what it's like to communicate with animals, how that communication happens, how you can work with your pets that you currently have. So that's going to be a very interesting show next week, and that will be at, again, 5 p.m. Central Time. And then tonight, I just want to say thank you so much for both of you being here. And is there anything else you would like to add before we close? No, thank you for having me. thank you. Awesome. And I am so excited and so happy that I could have both of you here. And I thank you both greatly. And I thank all of you for listening tonight. I appreciate 
everyone that called and the Anna that called in. I appreciate you so much. Thank you all for listening and have an absolutely amazing day. Thanks for listening to today's episode of Amazing Soul. We will have another life-changing and inspiring episode next week. Have a beautiful week.